You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we come to you once again for a Third Watch recap, part of our exclusive series recapping the television show Third Watch. And we are into the ninth episode of the third season. What a great episode this is! Sex Lies and Videotape first aired. On the 7th of January 2002, our first episode to ever air in the year 2002, uh, it was written by Janine Sherman Barrios and directed by Felix Enriquez Alcala. Alcala, I'll get it right one time. Um, yeah, great episode this, looking forward to talking about it. My name is Ben, and what can you do? Trauma God's a bitch. Ooh, that is true. Hello, I'm back. It's Brandy again, and... I'm ready to get into this episode. What about you, Ben? Uh, always. Born ready. Um, yeah, this is... I mean, I love this episode. I, I said, I think, last week that this is potential for a top 10 episode uh, on the history of Third Watch. I just think this has got a lot of stuff going for it. Um, there's so much character stuff in this episode. It's kind of... It's got some good job stuff, some tense stuff going along with it. I think kind of just in terms of the importance of, like, Doc in terms of what's going to happen with him in the future of this show. It's an important episode. And, yeah, this episode is just... I always forget how good this episode is. Like, I always kind of have my favourites. I always think of how, you know, season two is just so complete. But when it comes to kind of this episode, it always sneaks up on me when I watch season three. And I'm like, holy crap, this is a good episode. I mean, again, like, I always forget, like, which episodes are in which season. But, yes, this is one of the better episodes that I love. And I just, I didn't realize it was this soon. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff this season, which I always, like, forget so soon in this season. Like, I know it's going to (laughs) happen. But, like, you know, I just always feel it's later. I don't know. It's it's weird. Three and four, yeah, I kind of, you know, I think we've gone over that a fair bit, kind of gel over the fact that this is this and this is that. But, um... Yeah, one thing I just want to quickly point out uh, for for Darvell's benefit, I think we kind of had a debate a few weeks ago about kind of the way they start the show now about, with you know, Third Watch and you've got that different logo at the start. But I think we kind of had a bit of a, a discussion a few weeks ago about how we don't get that typical sound you get at the beginning and it started like with that tense drum sound. But uh, yeah, we're back to that bit at the beginning. Uh, just a random little observation. Darvell was right. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's little things you notice there, Brandy, but that's just something I'm paying attention to. <laughs> no, I didn't, since I haven't really been on here, I didn't re- realize that, but no, that's good to point out. I do know, like, it's different. Like, you mentioned, like, after 9-11, like, the theme song was just gone for well, a this while. this is the now first episode back. with the theme you know song. I mean? yeah. 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 So, yeah. we've had eight episodes, uh, the beginning of this season with no theme song, but we'll get it back, uh, in just a few moments, but... Um, what I really like about this episode is just kind of the, the editing style and kind of just how it begins and ends kind of this similar way. So we start off obviously with a nice shot of the city and it kind of pans down into, uh, into Davis and, uh, Carlos's apartment and kind of we'll get this at the end. It will pan up sort of back up into the city. I don't know. It's just it's a nice little bookend. I love it when they do that in an episode, but, um, obviously, uh, Davis and Taylor hooked up, uh, at the end of last episode. So here they are, they're in bed together, just in case you didn't realize what they were doing. Um, they weren't reading the Bible, people. They were having sex. Um, that's the uh, sex part in the lies and videotape section of uh, this episode. Um, but I like kind of how they're woken up and you you see, like you hear like a damn it or something like that. It's like oh, it's just Carlos running into the bird cage again. 
Um, and then Davis mentioning uh, about how he's sort of getting used to his schedule now. He knows he has a class on Monday. Um, and then, uh, obviously, he's, you know, asking Taylor, oh, why can't we tell him? And, you know, oh, my private life is private. So, you know, it's, uh, I guess, a nice little uh, scene. You know, what is that? What is uh, Taylor's? Taylor says, like, oh, I have to be quiet. I think, no, Davis says that you have to be quiet. And Taylor's like, oh, can you? So, uh, Davis is a bit vocal, Brandy. There you go. I'm sure you wanted to know that. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I wanted to know. Just, but, yeah. Just thought we'd share that to can the world. Quiet? Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> We went over this, I feel, last season. I think we went over this last season on and the ties that bind about sort of, uh, you know, Davis's playbook when it comes to picking up girls, like how kind of in the ties that bind he wasn't as smooth as we kind of thought he would be. Um, but here he is kind of, you know, in bed for the first time we get to see him in this sort of environment. Um, so, you know. I, I don't find him like... And no offense to Kobe Bell, but I don't really find him, like, as hot. So I'm like, oh, that's all right. Move on to the next, you know what I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> so I was like, wow. I don't really know what to say about this scene. Poor Kobe but, Bell. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, so we, uh, have Yoka, she's getting another checkup or she's had another round of radiation. Uh, she's got to come back in three months and, uh, basically being told that it might hurt. You might get some burn, some queasiness, you know, here's some, uh, tablets to take, but I wouldn't take them on the job because I make you feel sick. Uh, the doctor recommends that she has some days off. He can write her a note, but she's all like, no, I've got some time off. It's all good. Um, you know, just, just leave it with me. Um, I do like how when Yokus leaves, I like Yokus' little beanie. Um, <laughs> I don't know if like, I, I just noticed the most random things, but I think, I think she looks good. She pulls off a beanie well, Yokus, as she leaves. Um, you know, looks good on her head. Um, but, uh. Yokus, yeah, she pulls it off for sure. You go, Yokus, wearing your little beanie off your pop. Uh, so anyway, uh, we're in the firehouse and, uh, we see Doc being filmed. And uh, this is kind of the, the setup for this episode. So there's a camera crew that's going to be following Doc around because uh, we, we got, obviously, at the beginning of this season hearing that Doc's going to be nominated for Paramedic of the Year. He's made it to the final five. Uh, so this is sort of a, um, uh, I guess, uh, the reality show. What is it? Trauma response or, you know, whatever it's called when it comes down to it. Now, I just want to quickly mention, so the guy here is playing Ray Henry. Uh, and I'm going to butcher his last name, but Dennis Butsikaris. Actually, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Um, one of these actors has been in so many things. Um, you know, if you actually kind of just look through his credits here, he's been in everything. But, uh, for those fans of, um, uh, the spin-off of Breaking Bad, Better Call Soul, I think they kind of know him more so, uh, recently from that. He was, uh, Rick Schweikart, I think that's how you say his name. Um, so he's recently on, on that, uh, but uh, he was in Blue Bloods, as everybody seems to be. Um, just as an episode, um, yeah, just going through his yeah, many screen credits here. But I don't know if he's one of these ones that you kind of saw and go, oh, yeah, him, he's in everything. Oh, not really, honestly. I, no, well, he's, he's also another one who was in four episodes of ER. So, again, kind of this um, shared universe that uh, Watch and ER have, you know, with actors playing. I shouldn't yeah. really complain, should I, when it comes to, like, Holly last episode or whatever it was, you know, Yvonne Jung, when clearly uh, this is just a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. I think we got we got to get used to it by now, I guess. Yeah, stop nitpicking, Ben, for nitpicking's sake. But... Um, so he's obviously, yeah, the show's called Trauma Response. He's going to be with them all day. 
um, and just basically shadowing Doc. And I kind of like how he's like, you know, oh, just do what you do. And he's like, this is what I do. And he's like, you know, you already feel me walking in five times. You can just tell Doc would be one of these people who just does not want the camera in his face. Um, but on the flip side of that, not surprising. yeah, and the flip side of that, in comes Carlos, somebody who clearly would want to be in front of the camera. Of course. <laughs> oh, I love him. He comes in. It's like, you're that trauma response guy. And it's like, oh, you know, I'm pre-med and like, oh, we'll talk during the day and just kind of, I just love the way Carlos is doing that and just the way Doc's sort of looking at him and kind of like telling like, him off. Like, do you want to get ready? Yeah. Like, do you uh, want to get dressed? So Carlos, so Carlos. <laughs> But um, anyways, yeah, we have the credits for the first time um, in uh, all season. But uh, one thing I'll just point out is um, it's interesting how I've sort of mentioned that um, Chris Bauer is obviously, as of this season, listed as a main cast member. But it must be some sort of contractual thing when it comes to actors when I know kind of in our Lost coverage we've discovered that some of the um, actors are only billed as main cast when they're in the episode. And when they're not in the episode, they're, like, not billed as main cast, if that makes sense. Which I guess is a logical thing, but I guess if you're a main build actor and you don't appear in an episode and you're still credited and the credits you get, like, paid or something. But anyway, so my point is that Chris Bauer is obviously not in this episode because he's not even on the opening credits in this episode, but in about two or three episodes he will be. So, um, it's, I noticed that with Third Watch. Yeah, it's, it's, with, uh, they only do that with, um, it's only with, uh, Fred and Emily. When Emily, when Bonnie Dennison gets put in, I think in what, season five or six. So, like, it's, it's weird that they do that with kind of the Yokus family, that their main cast credited, um, you know, when they're in the episode, but when they're not, they're just not on there. So, which, it's weird, but I guess it makes sense. It's a union thing, I assume. So, mm. um, yeah, anyway. It but works, I guess. He'll be there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we kind of, we're after the credits. I mean, it's good to see the credits back, though. Can we just point that out? I mean, you know, we, we love the, uh, you know, Keep Hope Alive, Crystal Method. It's a great song, obviously. But, uh, you know, it's been a while since we've seen it. So, yeah, as we kind of said, eight episodes uh, this it. season. Um, so, meanwhile, we start off uh, the police uh, with sort of in the... Uh, the locker room's getting ready to go. Uh, Bosco's talking about um, different types of weapons. Uh, and then he's talking about uh, Glenn Hobart back on the job, who um, we kind of have heard reference uh, a little bit before, and kind of that Bosco's going to go see him. Yokus comes in, um, and uh, basically she's not looking so good. And Love House's like, oh, you don't look so good. Oh, yeah, you really know how to talk to a lady. Uh <laughs> so funny she's like obviously i think you know been vomiting or she's in a little beanie and then i <laughs> love how um boss goes like guess who we're gonna go see today and she's like ringo star <laughs> uh, I just love the way. and then boss go later on ringo star yeah the cuddly beetle uh <laughs> look i don't know if you, you're much of a beatles fan but is he the cuddly beetle i've never heard that before I did not really know who he was. You didn't know who he was? Really? No. No. Wow. (laughs) He's like, you know, one of maybe the most four famous people in the history of the world. Um, But (laughs) he's one of the Beatles, if, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, not the Beatles. I, like, I don't even... You don't don't know the members of the Beatles. like, like, yeah, exactly. Wait, isn't there, like, a famous Beatles, like... Well, then all of them away. are sort of famous. Um, but <laughs> I mean, John Lennon. Away, You're probably like, thinking of John Lennon. Yeah, yeah John he got Lennon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's him. 
Uh, two of them yeah, are dead. He's the one so that got shot, I think. Yeah, John Lennon got shot. He yeah. got murdered, uh, like eighty one or yeah. something like that. Uh, George Harrison died, I think, in the early two thousands from memory. I vaguely remember when he died. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr are still alive. Um, and okay. sorry, Sir Paul McCartney. Um, he he still does a lot of things. He tours. I think he was actually on Australian TV last night on some show getting interviewed. Uh, but I think Ringo Starr is kind of a bit elusive. Like, I don't think he does many interviews and things. And um, apparently, I, I what did I read about him somewhere that he, like, he responds to every fan letter he ever gets or something like that. And he still gets, like, thousands a year or something ridiculous. Um, or he stopped. Oh, wow. Or he'd, or maybe he, like, he came out and said, stop sending me it because I have to reply to them all and I just get so many. I can't remember. There was something about him and his fan mail. That was kind of strange, but like, yeah, I mean, they're like, you would argue the most famous people ever to be people, um, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, um, oh, okay, <laughs> I've just, okay, what I've actually found here, so, um, in 2008, he posted a video on YouTube saying, stop sending me fan mail, um, because apparently oh, wow. he just, like, he just received it all the time. Uh, and he always replied, and then he was just getting sick of it. And then everybody went off at him for it because they said he was an asshole. But I mean, I c- like I can sort of understand. Like if the guy's getting thousands a, a year, like you know, um, I don't know. That's that's Ringo Star Oz coming soon to the Oz Network. Um, but anyway, <laughs> who whoever thought we'd be talking about Ringo Star I- on the <laughs> watch? Um. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we're we're at a fashion show now. So um, Doc is uh, helping out a model on the runway. Kim's there. The the response crew are there, kind of uh, filming whilst uh, one of the models is you know talking about the uh, the crappy shoes and uh, the the model the I guess the fashion guys like you're not filming this. I have to sign a release. And then in comes Carlos and, and uh, uh, Taylor. Uh, you know, Carlos is like, oh, we don't need help. Um, and then I just love, like, t- you know, like, oh, we back each other up. And Taylor just says, a TV crew and a room full of models. I had no chance. <laughs> I just love that part. Like, I had no chance. Oh, but what's also so good care. about this scene is the song that's playing in the background, um, Androgyny, by my favourite band, Garbage. Uh, Garbage gets played in my favourite TV show. So just, you know, me got to point that out. Um, I... Go ahead. Oh, wow. I didn't know if you... No, I no? didn't. I didn't even... No, I don't... <laughs> no, I who's just, your favourite no, band? Like Brandy, who's your favourite singer? Uh, <laughs> I feel like you don't know the Beatles, even... uh, you don't know Garbage. Uh, who do you know? <laughs> I mean, damn. I mean, I don't really... Here's the thing, like, I listen to all kinds of music, but, like, lately, like, these last couple, like, years, I've been to, like, random, like, people like James Blake, who sings, mm-hmm. like, retrograde, and random singers who are not really known... Okay. I don't know. Artists is. Fair enough. I wasn't trying to be mean. Yeah. That sounded a bit mean the way I said that. No, no, no. You're, no, you're good. You're great. I just realised that when it came up my mouth. I'm like, Dick Ben moment. Like, calm down, Ben. No, never. No, I did not. No, no. No, it was not like that at all. No, because I'm like, good question. I just don't know. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, James Blake, isn't there a... I mean, you probably don't know this. I'm, I swear there's a tennis player called James Blake, is there not? Um... <laughs> just so I thought maybe if you, you didn't know who the Beatles were, you knew your obscure tennis players, perhaps. 
Yeah, yeah, no, like I know who the Beatles, Beatles are. I just don't know who like yeah, who like the memories. True, you know, and I shouldn't say yeah. that's a bit mean. It's like when we. I'm more like Michael Jackson, Luther yeah. Vandross. I mean Beyonce. I grew up in that kind of era with these like yeah. Nelly and true all these. Yeah. Well, I think it's probably a bit dickish of me to assume that because it'd be like when we get to uh, season five and six and Gene Simmons is in it and then I'm like, oh, name the other members of Kiss. I wouldn't have a clue. I think, wasn't Paul Stanley in Kiss? That's about it. That's about as far as I could go. I <laughs> Let's talk 1920s and I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> like Glenn Miller. I was about to say Glenn Ooh, Miller. Yeah. Bing Crosby. Um, Frank. Yeah, I was there you go. Sinatra, so, I'm a, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of like the 1920s music. All right. you know, we'll, so we'll, we'll get our yeah. knowledge up on that for you. Um, <laughs> Sully and Davis driving around, and uh, Sully sort of asking about, you know, um, oh, you know, you, you've got that look on your face. You know, who is she? Um, and kind of like, oh, you know, just a new girl. Um, and you got that new girl look, or whatever he says. But then kind of, uh, you know, Davis kind of says the same thing back to uh, Sully. And Sully's, you know, I feel happy. I'm nervous. You know, to me, being happy is just a place uh, saver between tragedies. Uh, which, look, can I just say, I relate so much to Sully here. Like, I, this is just like, you know, I, I feel I am Sully in that situation. If something good is going on for me, I'm the one who's going, fuck, this is going to, something's going to go wrong here. Um, so, like, that's me. That's my logical thinking. Uh, and let's kind of be a bit spoilerific here. He's maybe got a bit of a point to think that something bad might happen. Um, it's all because he saw Tatiana on a wedding date. There we go. We've already pointed this out. Um, so, it's your own oh, fault, man. Sully. Oh, man. I just... Oh, man. I just... When he said that, I was just like... It's like he keeps saying things and, like, Third Watch fans know what's going to come. And it's just like, oh, Why? Yeah. I know. Why? It's like him and Doc. But, it's like the, the difference between him and Doc, I guess, is that, I mean, Sully kind of has a happy ending, sort of. Um, so. <laughs> I mean, if he's like, yeah, with the old crap moment, and, I mean, he goes out like how he wants to. He's I mean, fishing, I guess. That's happy. Yeah, he's uh, fishing. Spoil it for people. And then he says, oh, crap. Then he says, oh, crap, I mean, because he didn't catch the fish anymore, Which Can so we just point out with Sully and the old crap, like, I, I love how that becomes his catchphrase because it's not like he hasn't said it already. We really should. I think we kind of were going to do an old crap count, but really up until this point, he's only maybe said it three, four, five times. I'm sure Okides or, uh, you know, they, they'll be able to tell me exactly how many has it to this point. But, like, I, it kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Jack Bauer on 24, how damn it became his catchphrase. And I think it was kind of maybe only after the fans kind of noticed it. I think they, I mean, I could be wrong. Um, you know, John Wells, Ed Allen Blanera, if you're listening, if it was from the get-go, you always wanted this to be his catchphrase, please correct me. But I just kind of feel that, like, in both instances, they said it, and then the fans picked up on that. Jack Bauer would say, damn it, all the time. Or Sully would always say, crap, all the time. So then they just, by the end, they just rolled with it. So, like, if you ever watched 24, there was always a case of, oh, how many times will Jack Bauer say, damn it, this week? Um, and they've even kind of retconned that into uh, his Keep Sutherland's new show, Designated Survivor, which at least at the time of recording this, Kim Raver is due to appear on at the time of this airing. She might have already been on it. Um, so it'll be a reunion between Kim Raver and Keeper Sutherland. But, um, yeah, like, th- they actually will still put in Designated Survivor moments where Keeper Sutherland will go, damn it! I just think it's hilarious. But, um, anyway, but, so, like, I swear they'll do that with Sully, because later on, he says crap all the time. It's fantastic. I'm not complaining about it. But, um, you know, that's legitimately the last word ever spoken on Third Watch. 
is crap. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There, there's I mean, some trivia for everybody that... out there waiting to get to the end of Third Watch. What is the last word ever spoken on Third Watch? Crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> I mean, I think it's perfect. I, I just love it. I think it's a perfect, like, the ending is funny because, like, the ending is, like, one of the most scenes, like, the most watched scenes I'll, like, I, I, yeah. I, I will watch of this show. Like, I used to, like, it's funny because, like, I used to watch, like, the beginning scene. With Bosco yelling and yep. chasing down uh, the, the the kid or whoever he is, and then the end scene. Those two. It's just funny how like they started it and yeah. it ended off great. I feel. As well. I feel. Even though they got kind of creepy, kind of not cre- not creepy, but crazy in the middle. Yeah, I so, feel yeah. that given yeah. season six is kind of a weak season, I think that that last scene will surely make our top five of that season, and it might be in a in the running to make our final five overall scenes. Even if we, as again, we might stretch it to a top 10 when it comes to where we do like all six seasons. But um, yeah, I'm with you. And I've, like I've said this multiple times, I'll probably say it multiple more times before we get to season six. And I'll say it in the season six finale episode that I, it took me a while to come around on the finale. I remember when I first saw it, I just didn't like it. I'm like, Oh, that's how they're going to end it. The cheesy little montage at the end. But I actually, I've really come around on it now. I really do like it. And um, yeah, I'm with you. That's probably one of the ones I've watched the most. Um, and I think kind of, um, you know, because this show was just aired so sporadically in Australia after like the third season, they just kind of gave up on it. Um, that actually, no, it's probably about oh no, they stretched it about season four, season five, then they sort of gave up on it. And I think randomly they showed the finale. Um, God, it was at least a couple of years after it, it actually finished in America. But I remember randomly flicking channels, and it was on at like one o'clock in the morning. Um. And I'm like, oh my god, this is the last ever episode of Third Watch. They're finally showing it here in Australia. So I just watched it purely <laughs> so I could watch the the, the final scene. Um, so, because I'll have a bit to say about the final episode. I mean, for God's sake, according to IMDb, it's the greatest episode of Third Watch of all time. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> but anyway, yes, that's uh, goodbye to Camelot coming soon in about two years' time on the Oz Network. Um, but. <laughs> Anyway, so as they're driving along, uh, they hear a call in the distance for help. Oh, no, they get the... Sorry, I'll correct myself. They get a call on the radio saying there's a man calling for help. And, of course, Sally's kind of like, oh, this could be bad. And so, and Dave's like, well, you never know until we get there. Um, so, anyway, what are we up to here? Um, oh, so we've got uh, Bosco and Jokus driving around. Um and uh, he's talking about, you know, he's getting his heart on for his working with all the uh, the weapons and talking about standing at a Yankees game, holding an AK-47 or something like that. And uh, Yokus is like, I need to pull over, I need to pull over. And he's like, you blow, you pull chunks in your car, you're cleaning it up. Um, I just love, you know, what does he say? Like, oh, and people say that you're not compassion, you're the, not the compassionate type. And I love how she walks into the, the shop and he's like, who does? I'll not just say that. <laughs> I love Bosco's, like, you know, he gets offended so easily when he finds out people are talking behind his back. <laughs> he just assumes everybody loves him. Like, who says that? <laughs> um, So good. But anyways, oh, so she, she ducks into a little uh, corner store, which we'll get to in a minute. But meanwhile, Sully and Davis, uh, they hear the man screaming for help. And um, we've got a man on a little beach. Uh, his family are in the water. There's a couple of kids and his wife. They've been shot. Um... And he's obviously uh, worried about them, so Sally and Dave was pulling them from the river, and we're going to get some uh, emergency crews to them in a minute. Meanwhile, Yokus uh, is in the bathroom. She's uh, taking her shirt off and applying some cream to a burn on her chest. 
um, obviously from the radiation, just kind of a, a brief little scene there. We're back at the river, of course, uh, as everyone shows up for this rescue scene. The trauma response crew are here filming it all. It's kind of like a, it's a harrowing scene, obviously, because they're working on kids. Um, and, you know, kind of one of the kids is uh, already dead. Uh, you've got the sort of the camera crew, the way they're just like filming it, kind of zooming in on the bodies and, you know, always getting in the way, of course. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they start questioning the, the dad. Uh, his name is uh, Jared McKinley, is it not, I believe? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, Correct. And uh, kind of, um, yeah, we'll, we'll learn a little bit more about him in uh, just a second. Um it's kind of, it's it's interesting how, like, I, I don't know, I just made noticing when they're filming uh, sort of these the victims and everything that you've got the guy with the boom mic um, holding it over like the patient as they put it into the um, into the ambulance with no camera on him. I'm like, what are you, what sound are you hoping to record here? Um, just <laughs> from a technical standpoint. Um Meanwhile, uh, back at the only we would pick up on something stupid like that. Uh, meanwhile, back at the um, the little convenience store, Bosco's like trying to you know get some tablets for Yoke. He's oh liquid or tablet? Oh, I'll take this. Uh, you know you got water. Uh, yep. And then he's like, this is for and what does Yoke is look at the thing? It's like oh this is for horny teenagers and old men. Uh, and it's like oh you know it's, it's it'll help you out supplements or whatever it is. And then Bosco wants to head to the river to help out to see what David Sully got, but then he walks out and makes Yokus pay for it. <laughs> I just, oh my god! Like no, it's, it's funny because he's like, "Here's some ginseng. Your immune system's low," and they say, "I'm not compassionate." <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. And then she's looking at him like, "Okay," but I just love to look on her face right when he's like, "Are you gonna pay for it? It's your medicine." Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, he's the one offering just... all this stuff, and it's just like, "Oh, but it's your medicine. Bye." He's, I just, <laughs> when I seen that scene, I was like, do I know, I don't know, it's just hard, I don't think I know anyone like that, that's why it's done so well, like, Bosco is just, <laughs> he's just awesome, he's just an awesome character, because like, I don't think I know any person like that, I think they would actually buy it, but Bosco's like, it's your medicine, <laughs> just, it's just, like, just, oh man, perfect. <laughs> yeah, he's just so good, and Jason Wiles just really, just, yeah, that's why this episode is so good, there's really, like, nothing bad in this episode, and this is why this, and it's just, yeah, it's just so good, just kind of, like, the comedy moments, and just the little back and forths, and just, like, everybody kind of has a moment to shine in this episode, I feel, uh, you know, maybe not Jimmy, but, uh, you know, he's off, I don't know what he's doing, um, but... Uh, yeah, so we're back at the river, um, and, uh, this is kind of where we, uh, get the questioning here of, uh, Jared McKinley, um, and he tells a story about how, uh, he was, um, taken in a van, uh, by some black guys, he keeps, you know, mentioning that and looking at Davis, um, (laughs) and then that, uh, yeah, they were, you know, uh, put him out in the water, basically, after robbing him, said, you're gonna spot us, and then kind of shot them all, and then drove off. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the kind of, that's his story. He's at least telling now, uh, it's all believed. Everything kind of seems normal. Um, they put Gussler in the back of the ambulance, um, with him on the way to the hospital. Poor Gussler. Uh, (laughs) I love Gussler. Can I just say that every single episode? Um, so yeah, they obviously, uh, that's kind of, uh, that set up there. We get back to the hospital where we kind of see, uh, you know, the victims being taken in and uh, Doc, obviously, um, you know, there with the trauma response and Nurse Mary going off at them filming 
Um, which, you know, I love the way he's like, she's like, no cameras. And then he's just kind of like, oh, but I've got a, I've, you know, I've got a, an agreement. No cameras. And he's like, okay, turning off. <laughs> um, and then Taylor, obviously they film Taylor and she doesn't know what to say. And then Carlos is all like, oh, you know, I'll talk and let's go outside and do it. <laughs> like, oh, Carlos, just never change. Doc, meanwhile, sort of looks on and kind of, you know, looks a bit like, oh God, here he is getting filmed. But uh, I think the thing, interesting thing with Doc is when we kind of later find out how he's really feeling in this episode, it kind of, it's interesting to kind of think back to the fact that he's actually kind of jealous that um, Carlos is getting the attention. So I don't know if you kind of remember that storyline, but I don't know. I just find it kind of interesting how that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I remember it. And it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know if someone touched on it just yet. <laughs> but it is interesting because I, I just know, I just know, like, this is one of my favorite episodes. Like, these next two episodes are just pretty good. Yeah, well... And I didn't know, like, I, I didn't know these are the ones I was going to do with you, to be honest. Well, I so bet you're I was, glad like, now. Like, was, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm happy now. <laughs> so, like, when not I that you wouldn't be happy watching, beforehand, Brandy, I hope. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I, oh, I have to do episode. third no, one kidding, with no. Ben. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm happy <laughs> I'm going to shut up now. Yeah. That's a good idea. And I thought I was a dick before. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, meanwhile, we get Bosco. So we get to meet uh, Glenn Hobart. So Bosco is uh, in a shed, basically. We're seeing all these guns and uh, getting loaded up, ready to go to ESU. And um, you just tell Bosco would just, you know, be absolutely getting excited over these guns. Um, uh, then we obviously, yeah, I love how Yoke is kind of like, oh, I thought you got, um, you know, retired and gotten the Winnebago and he's like, oh, you know, yeah, Marge and I took it out a few times and it's like, oh, I thought you and Marge were done. And it's like, oh, well, you know, we're still friends. Um, and yeah, obviously he's given Bosco a shirt, which is nice. Um, but I just want to quickly point out, uh, here, Glenn Hobart. So I think I did mention it, uh, a while back when his name was first mentioned, just a nice little tie into where I'm from Hobart. So, you know, Hobart's mentioned on third watch, sort of in a name at least. Um, but Gerald, uh, McGraney, who plays Glenn Hobart, uh, again, another one of these actors who has just got on to be in everything. Um, and I think kind of actually he was sort of somebody who was, you know, quite esteemed before he's, you know, third watch. He's only in two episodes of third watch, but I mean, you know, he's been in a lot of things. He was um, a regular in a show called Promised Land. He was in uh, Touched by an Angel. Remember that show? Um, Major Dad, all these shows, like many years before third watch, Simon's, he's just an esteemed actor. He's been in lots of things, but again, kind of um, outside of uh, third watch, uh, sort of post-third watch from what I've seen him. I mean, God, just like everything. He was in Southland um, for quite some time. Oh, wow. He was also uh, in 24 Legacy, that stupid reboot they did in 2017. Um, but also, <laughs> I guess, kind of the one that I think kind of... I also really, like, he was a made player in, of course, his House of Cards, where he played Raymond Tusk. So, um, yeah, he's he's done a lot of things. Uh, you know, very esteemed actor. And, yeah, I was nice to kind of see him in Third Watch. So he's Ger- Gerald McRaney. I don't know if you've kind of paid attention to him in anything else or you've seen him before. Mm-mm. I didn't really pay much attention, no. Well, you, you will I, now, I think. I will. <laughs> well, of course. Of course now. <laughs> of course now, Ben. God. Um, like, now that he's important, now that he's, like, on my radar a little bit, sure. Yeah. Just kidding. 
Uh, so Davis and Sully are number plate checking down at the water, and this is kind of where Davis is like, oh, you know, look at, see how he looked at me every single time, uh, you know, said I was uh, black and all that sort of stuff. Um, this is, we, we get the call over the radio that um, they've got the details on uh, the the car that they're checking on, and it's registered to Jared McKinley. And he's like, well, hang on a minute. I thought he was brought in here from a van from Jersey. So um, here we go. We've discovered that he's making this story up. He didn't get kidnapped, and he's obviously come down here to the river himself and uh, basically wanted to murder his family. So they then have to get an emergency message to 5-5 John. This is what's so great about this episode is, like, I think this is, like, one of those twists at work. If you've never seen this episode before, I think there's, like, it's kind of done to the point where it is a big shock. Like, it's not kind of one of these ones that, like, I swear in Blue Bloods, if they're going to pull a twist like this, I can I can tell in five minutes. Um, whereas, like, this one, like, I remember watching the first one, I'm like, holy crap, I wasn't expecting that. Um, so... Man, I t- yeah. Did you, do you remember kind of the first time you saw this kind of thinking that? No, 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 I didn't. But I mean, this is like one of my favorite scenes that I'm telling you right now. Just the discovery <laughs> or? Well, no, I mean, the scenes coming up with the discovery and just like how the action kind of dock and I don't know, it's kind of slow paced. Like the slow, it's a slow action, slow mo. Oh, right, right. Oh, no. The scene we're about to get to. Right, right. Yeah. Sorry. I, I don't know. You... I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. I was like, I don't want to, because we haven't gotten there oh, yet. Oh, sorry. I thought but... you were talking about this discovery scene right here. Sorry. My bad. Um, no, no, no. I'm saying it's one of my, yeah. Anyway, well, we, we've got, uh, yeah. this scene, obviously, they've got to get an emergency message to 55 John. And poor old Gusler, the guard here of this man who, you know, obviously at this point, he just thinks, oh, I've just got to stand here and look after this man. But, Poor old Gusler's got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I love how he says it. Oh, excuse me, sir. You don't have to call me sir. So, oh, you know, um, can I please go to the bathroom? <laughs> okay, you're talking about this emergency. Like, okay, there's two emergency messages in this scene. Okay, I was like, I thought we were like kind of getting to the the main emergency message. But yeah, yeah, Gusler's a copy. <laughs> this is so funny. Like, poor old Gusler. But I mean, it's kind of at the same time. Like, I think Doc here kind of can maybe have a bit of responsibility because like. Surely, in a real life situation like this, if you've got to guard someone, like if like they're not, he's not a suspect at this point, but I guess he needs a guard at some point. Um, like, because you, you'll see in a moment when kind of Doc gets tackled, a security guard comes out of nowhere. Surely, Doc can't just be like, "Oh, okay, before you go to the bathroom, let me just go get Steve, the security guard. He'll stand." You know what I mean? Like, it just it seems a bit weird that he's just like, "Oh yeah, off you go. This guy's not dangerous." Um, <laughs> which then obviously leads into the. Oh, you know, um, boy five five uh, Adam five five three. Can we have an emergency message to speak to you privately? It's go ahead, and then you know, oh, the the person you're with is a suspect considered dangerous. So then, boom, he goes. Oh, Jared McKinley tackles him through the window, um, which you know, poor Doc, poor Doc's just sitting there, he's not doing much, and then boom, he gets tackled. And this is I love. Like, I'm just I'm literally watching this scene now. So, like, I love the slow-mo, how they kind of put it through the glass. And then, like, as Jared McKinley runs off, he's holding his shoulder. Doc gets up, runs, 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 and out of nowhere, random security guard. (laughs) It's like, where were you five minutes ago, mate? (laughs) Worst security ever at this hospital. Where did this dude come from, though? Like, where did this guy come from? Just random... I don't want to complain about this episode because I love this episode, but I mean that that guy sucks. <laughs> I just love that scene though. That is my favorite oh. scene. I don't know why, but just the glass, like just the glass, just breaking. Yeah, it's a great scene. Like I'm, I'm kind of one, not one for like 
slow-mo, like, you know, there's a time and place for slow-mo. Um, but this is, I think, used effectively. It just adds to the theme. I don't know. Like, it just, to me, it adds to it, which is weird, because, like, you know, this I still think would have worked if it wasn't just normal speed. But, um, yeah, it's great. And, obviously, he's off and running, and um, Carlos, meanwhile, is getting filmed outside just as this guy uh, steals a car. Uh, and then the camera crew, did you get that? Did you get that? Um, and they're all like, yeah, I got that. And then, obviously, on the radio to tell Sully about it. Uh, and then, you know, we get this great car chase, which, again... Kind of going back to Darvell's point about season one was filled with action. Season two didn't necessarily have as a lot of action, but maybe that also comes down to why it's such a good season. I'm not taking away from action. I like a good car chase. We've gone over this in the last few weeks, Brandy, that kind of, you know, you can go overboard when it comes to car chases and explosions. Uh, see season six. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like now we've got a great car chase uh, as they're obviously, you know, going after this guy in the stolen car. And we kind of obviously cut to... Um, Bosco and Yokus at the same time and uh, can't really keep up too much because poor old Yokus is thrown up outside the window. Uh, <laughs> so, ah, I just I just want to kind of remember that point back to good old Doc who got crash-tackled through the glass window, which basically led to this car chase, right? Because this car chase is going to end in a big car accident. Um, Jared's going to get away. But in this car accident, we're obviously going to have to have a bit of a... You know, uh, you know, a few people are hurt, a few people are injured, uh, of course, including uh, a guy that we're going to see, uh, later known, I guess, as Ryan Buckley. We don't really know his name at the, at the time. But, uh, you know, through all this accident scene, he gets pulled out of the car. Um, he's uh, got a, a neck brace on, uh, which they can't get to his cords. Kim can't, um, you know, intubate him properly. So, uh, as they're filming him, Doc's kind of like, well, you do it, can you do it? It's like, take the collar off, no, I won't do that. Uh, to which then Doc kind of comes up, has a bit of a look around, removes the collar quickly, intubates him, closes the collar up, gets him to the hospital. It's a, it's a, you know, cool, that's all we need. Nothing, uh, you know, major with that. But, um, you know, obviously a few little scenes here too when kind of like Doc's saying, oh, give him some drugs. Oh, no, we need to get permission for that. Just do it and call it in. And Kim's like, well, just, you know, hello, we've got the cameras on us. Um, but yeah, so I just, again, wanted to just point out that the fact that this whole car chase kind of happened because Doc got crash tackled and kind of didn't take a private message elsewhere. So this whole situation here is kind of going to lead to a bit of Doc's downfall. Can we just maybe say that Doc kind of slightly to blame here? Damn. I mean. <laughs> I know I'm being a bit mean on poor old Doc, but I mean, I'm just going to say, a butterfly flaps its wings, like, you know, the chaos theory here. Come on. Man. Um, damn. I mean, okay, you know what? Okay. To, to go with, I don't think it's, it's on him, but I can see your point as well, just the fact that, man, I was expecting Doc to, like, maybe to fight back a little bit. I mean, he's, the way he's built, we've seen what he has underneath that shirt of his. He should be able to like keep that guy there. And <laughs> but it's funny though, because like know. it's kind of if you actually think about it too, how critical we were last season when Doc and Morales broke up. It's kind of like, dude, Doc, you're kind of to blame here. Like Philly's only two hours down the road, and stop being such an asshole, man. Like you know, accept the fact that your girlfriend can work and make a career out of herself, and you're not just going to be a housewife to you. Um, so like. I kind of think, like, two big moments in Doc's life that will lead to his ultimate breakdown are uh, kind of his own bad here, Doc. So, <laughs> I love you, Doc, but, like, come on. 
Um, too funny. I'm just being too mean to poor old Doc here. Um, such a tragic story, Doc. We got. I think he's just foot by now. Like his life does not go well. No. <laughs> but it just, just obviously, pay close attention to this whole scene, people, when it comes to sort of him removing the neck brace, intubating. We're going to get a scene, obviously, in this episode about that. But um, you know, it's a pretty big deal moving forward here. Um, so meanwhile, kind of cross between this scene. Uh, Bosco and Yokus have uh, shown up to, uh, they found the car that he's stolen into a building, so they go into it. Bosco's gone up the stairs, gun, guns blazing, ready to go. And poor old Yokus is old, faint, and dizzy, not feeling oh, the best. Um, and this is just like, again, just adds to this scene. Um, you know, just so good, kind of how, you know, uh, Bosco's like, you know, Faith, Faith, Yokus, Yokus. She's not following him, so then he eventually. Um, comes to the door with Jared, has this epic struggle. And, like, can I just say, this is so brilliantly acted. Like, uh, this just looks like it hurt both these actors. I can't imagine as soon as the director yelled cut on this that they're not just both bloody, like, sore, um, the way they're kind of struggling at the door there. Um, you know, he's yelling, you know, face, face, where are you, face? Guns are, you know, sh- shots are firing. Um, just so good. And then, obviously, uh, Jared kinds of get a bit of a push on poor old Bosco, Bang! Shoots him. Uh, and Bosco falls down Ooh. to the ground. So, um, yeah. It's amazing tension. It's amazing, but, I mean, I was so pissed, though, too, because it's like, at this point, we all know, like, Faith is not able to keep up, and we know the reason why, and it's just like, I don't know, it's just like, Bosco, you know, here's the thing, I used to think that Bosco was kind of a dick for being mean to Faith over, the, over time, you know, like, spoiler alert, like, when they don't really get along as much. But then now, like, watching it now, I kind of see, I can kind of see it, why he was the way he was. I used to think that Faith was, like, the innocent, goody-good one. But no. I mean, this is her, her her partner, and this is twice that Bosco doesn't really know what's going on in her life. Yeah. You know? And I agree. It's kind of like, I mean, I know kind of next season the conflict will obviously be a bit around, um, you know, Bosco and kind of what happens with Cruz and everything along those lines. But Yeah, yeah. But there's really like yeah. if you kind of analyze their relationship, like Bosco doesn't really ever keep anything from Yokus. Um, no, I mean, yeah, no, I, I guess you would argue that's not true when it comes to the whole Yokus, uh, the whole crew storyline and the guy who died in the the last words. Um, but you know, that's a yeah, that obviously eventually is the one thing that he keeps from her. But, like, kind of leading up to that point, yeah, she's, like, lied to him about the abortion, lied that she's got cancer. Um, so, you know. This is what I'm saying. I'm, like, I was I was watching this, and I'm, like, you know what? I'm not even mad at Bosco anymore because I used to think he was, the, like, the one that was wrong for everything. But seeing all this, it's, like, really? Like, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, Damn, poor Bosco, though. Yeah. Laying on the ground. But he, he does well kind of playing dead. I mean, we no, he's not. But, like, I mean, you yeah. know, just... It's kind of well done. Um, but what I love about this whole, you know, sequence here, though, which is, to me, it's even better. It's just kind of like... Yokus obviously comes around the corner, you know, all tense. You know, it's so well acted, everyone here in this scene. Um, and then kind of sees Bosco laying there, creeps up. Obviously, he... Uh, Jared gets up, points the gun... Kind of, and they just have this standoff, and she's all like, you know, I've just got to check on my partner. I've got to check on my partner. Please let me check on my partner. You know, she goes to put a gun down. And he's just again pointing the gun at her. Just, you know, just it's just so tense. You just don't know how this is going to play out. And then out of nowhere, bang! His head basically explodes. 
Um, and then we kind of get the shot cut away to a sniper. There's old Glennie Hobart on the roof. Sniper, bang, you're dead, mate. Um, just then, as Jokas obviously quickly dives down, checks on Bosco, rips open the vest to check that he's uh, not really hurt. The SWAT team show up a few minutes too late, if you ask me, but here they are. Um, but it's oh, just such a great, it's so good. This episode is just so amazing. You know, I'm nitpicking about the dick security guard, but outside of that, like, it's just so tent the music, everything around is just incredible. Um, this is one of my favorites. Yeah. For sure. Then we kind of get back to the hospital, and uh, I love kind of the the uh, the filming crew, and they're sort of you know talking to Doc, and they're just kind of like, oh, you know, that was really good. And then all of a sudden, like, oh God, help you if Proctor sees you. It's like I'm not afraid of her. She comes around the corner, and they like run away. <laughs> it's just so funny. That is one of my favorites too. It's always you know what's funny is like there's always a chick like that too, like. I'm not afraid of her, and then, like, boom. That's, that's, Bo- that's Bosco you know with Yokus. Like, Bosco's all like, I'm not afraid, and then Yokus just gives him a look, and he's shit scared. <laughs> it is so awesome. I love it. Yeah. And it's funny, because, like, Carlos also gets a taste of his own medicine with the same <laughs> same nurse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. that. Um, <laughs> but obviously, as they're kind of just uh, talking... Um, they, uh, the doctor comes up to them, uh, basically, and they're talking about their, um, you know, the, the patients and everything along those lines. And we get our first inkling that, uh, poor old, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh I've gone, uh, Ryan, uh, Buckley is paralyzed. Uh, and this kind of comes down to the shock on their face. They're like, oh, uh oh, this isn't good. Like, did that come down to me taking the collar off? Um, so yeah, kind of setting it up a little bit there about it. Um, you know, tense what's going on here. So, um, yeah, I kind of just, I like the setup kind of a, what this is going to obviously have implications to come in the, in the following episodes. I do too. I do. I just, can I just say Ryan's kind of cute though? <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, sure. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> wow, you, you've, you've gone a, there. Anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I do like the. It does set up for again. This is like one of my favorite episodes, and like the next episode for sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways, we kind of cut back to um, Bosco getting taken away here by Carlos, having a bit of a conversation um, with Hobart, sort of saying, "Oh, almost got him," and you know. As soon as um, you're better, I'm going to take you back to the house for some training. And, you know, he's all kind of, like, thanking Hobart. Um, but, God, we get a great thing here from Carlos. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, we had some models uh, today. You're going to come tonight. There's a party. You know, two of them were into me. One like Doc. She was the ugly one. <laughs> I just love I did forget about that moment. One like oh, Doc. She was the ugly one. <laughs> so good. It's just so Carlos. <laughs> Two were into me. One like Doc. She was the ugly one. <laughs> oh my god! I really wish you know, we actually got a scene of them at this party. But <laughs> it's funny because like now I'm thinking about it. I'm like Carlos. He, as much as he like is, and it's gonna come back one day, though. But like as much as he like kind of like the way he treat not treats women, but the way he just objectifies them, it's funny because it's like he does get a lot of action though. <laughs> I yeah. just noticed that. Like he does get. <laughs> He does get a lot of action. He's pretty, pretty decent, you know? He does better than most. So, um... He yeah. gets more action than Davis. Yeah, so well, I was, no, I was just thinking about see. that. I You're was right like... There. 
Anyway, um, we've still got a great scene to come with Carlos. Uh, but so we kind of, we're back to this river setting. We talked a little bit about this, uh, I feel, I think it was last season, but we're kind of, um, this is the talking point where, you know, these actors will go to the river sort of near the hospital and have conversations. It is sort of a, a play. We'll see this a few times, obviously, as I mentioned when we first saw it. But uh, we've got Doc and Kim talking about uh, this situation. Um, you know, shouldn't have taken the collar off. Was he moving? They can't remember if he was moving. Uh, or not, and then obviously, um, you know, Kim's like, I backed you in there, you know, don't make me second guess this, I'm on probation, I can't lose my job right now, and she kind of storms off, so it's kind of, um, whilst Kim's backing him, Doc's obviously second guessing it, like, shit, was he moving before I took that collar off, and, uh, you know, again, setting this up for, obviously, what we're going to have to come in a few episodes here, uh, continuing on with stuff. Uh, meanwhile, back in the hospital, and this is kind of an important scene, it's, it's a throwaway scene, because Bosco's just getting checked out, doesn't want to stay in the hospital, and obviously we're about to kind of get a bit of a conversation going on here with um with Yokus. Um, but can we can we just point out here that uh, did you notice the first appearance of someone in this scene at all, Brandy? No. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> so oh great, it's it's a real blink and you miss moment, which I think kind of you just you've got to know who I'm talking about for this to actually be a thing. So uh, this uh, the doctor who is with Bosco in this scene. Uh, Dr. Fields, played by uh, Darian Seals Evans, it's his first appearance. He will go on to be uh, pretty much the most regular doctor in this show since Dr. Morales, even more okay. so than the old doctor that we've had. But, um, I mean, he's, he's, this is his first of 24 episodes. To put that into context, he's in the exact same amount of episodes as Grace, Cara Bueno. Uh, he's in three more episodes than Tatiana will be in. Uh, and also, he's in four more episodes than uh, Finney will be in. So, he's kind of an important side character. He will be in, like, the final episode of Third Watch. He will be in Goodbye to Camelot. So, this is his first appearance, oh. Dr. Fields, uh, in Sex Lies. I... It's literally like a five-second, he says, like, two things to Bosco. You've got some cracked ribs. You're going to stay overnight. Okay, we'll go get the home care kit. Then he walks out. That's it. But um, there you that go. Is... It's his first that appearance. Blinking missing moment. So I was trying to think. I was like, wait, did I? I was like, wait, did I really miss somebody? Else? <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> no, no, okay. I wouldn't have noticed that. No, I, I mean, he's, he never really has like a storyline. I think he like yells at Cruz in an episode from memory. Um, but he's just kind of like. The, That's why. Right. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, he has like <laughs> the standard doctor sort of. Actually, I think it's kind of more than yelling at Cruz. Doesn't he have a whole episode around Cruz? I think when they have like a big thing going on between. Like they don't get together or anything, but I think it's just kind of like a a thing where he and Cruz like have a whole episode about like something. But um, anyway, so he yeah, this is his first appearance. I like Doctor Fields. He's kind of like you know Mister Regular. Uh, so he's better than Dana. Hashtag better than Dana. Don't know if he's... Uh, I still like Nurse Mary Proctor. She's obviously going to be in it for a long time to come still, too. But, um, yeah. Dana. Ugh, Dana. Uh, Dana? <laughs> just don't mention well, her name okay. again. <laughs> Dana or Dirty Kid? Dana or what? Or Dirty Kid. Which one would you... Oh, God. If we had to, like, talk about one for a whole episode, would it be Dirty Kid or Dana? That's like asking, <laughs> me, if I, that's like asking me if I'd prefer to have cancer or AIDS. Like... That's what I'm saying. Like, just to torture you, Ben, I had to ask. <laughs> oh. I mean, I have to say Dana, because she's a, a female, and if I select a kid, that's probably a bit sus. But, like, yeah, no, I mean... <laughs> she's attractive, I guess. <laughs> I know. 
Can I can I have Brooke? Can I have Evil Aru? <laughs> For sure. I mean, we all love Brooke, though. Yeah, I hashtag we, we all love Brooke. Brooke. I wish we could have seen more Brooke, but that's over and done with. But I wish we could have seen her more. Yeah. I mean, why can't she become, like, a regular series a police officer, you know? Yeah, I mean, the spin-off. Where's like, Brooke's spin-off? <laughs> I mean, she could have partnered, like, Sergeant... No, I think she's too good to good for Sergeant Chris. Okay, Monroe. She could have been Monroe's partner. It's transferred Ooh. to the 5-5. Five five. That could work, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. But, uh, hello. Welcome to the show, Dr. Fields. We look forward to uh, seeing you more across Third Watch. Um... Anyway, so we kind of get this nice little scene, though, between Bosco and Yokus, um, where obviously, um, you know, Bosco's just kind of like, where were you? Where were you? And she's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, you know, nice little scene between the two. Again, it kind of comes down to the trust between the two. Um, and obviously, uh, yeah, uh, she says that um, uh, I have cancer. Um, so she admits it here to, to Bosco. Actually, this is, I'm jumping ahead. That's in the locker scene. I should just mention there's a scene in between these two scenes where Doc says he wants to see the tape of the, uh, the accident today. So he asks, um, to get a copy burnt. So, uh, he will go out to his, uh, truck and burn him a copy. So I'll just kind of just add that. That scene comes in the middle here. But, um, yeah, obviously yeah. then, uh, we're back at the, the precinct and Yokus tells Bosco that she's got cancer. Um, that it's not, it's not as bad. Uh, it was in the breast. Uh, she's got treatment. Everything's fine. And, um, just, you know, Bosco's kind of reaction when he's just kind of like, you know, um, you should have, you know, should have told me, uh, are you dying? No. Um, and then kind of Yokus is sort of like, you know, I just didn't want anybody treating me differently. And Bosco's just kind of no real reaction and just kind of says, you should take some time off. And that's kind of it. Now, look. I know kind of I fought hard last season for, um, you know, the, the you lied to me scene being a top five moment. Uh, look, this scene is in the conversation maybe for a top five moment. I think this season will have some moments that will cancel this one out. I'm not going to fight for this scene as much. I, I'd fight more for the Kim and Jimmy uh, scene from last episode, to be honest, uh, with through the door, the fighting scene, uh, than this one. Because uh, I think kind of the you lied to me scene was important because that was kind of like the first time we'd really seen that to that effect. So this is kind of a rehash of that and kind of, it's just, it's like almost like Bosco is just resigned that like, Oh, she's done this before. Like this is just who she, you know what I mean? So yeah. No, 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 I can get that. I mean, I think one of my favorite scenes, if I had to argue would be, and we didn't get there yet, but just the whole when he's like, don't get sick again. I think that was powerful. Like, yeah. I like how like they, it was just one of those like they showed their feelings for a moment. It's like, like don't do that again. I'll tell you everything. No, don't get sick again. I think that was that's one of my favorite scenes. I don't think it's top. I don't think it's top five, but I definitely believe it'd be like one of those top moments yeah. between Bosco and Faith for sure. I'd agree. Like if we we maybe might do that, that's a good idea. We might kind of eventually after the show's done and we kind of want to do some more things. Maybe we'll do a top 10 Bosco and Yokus moments, top 10 Davis and Sully moments, Ooh, yeah. you know, top 10 Carlos and Doc, you know, something like that would be a fun thing to do. Um, that would be fun. Yeah, so I, I'd agree with you there. That's that's definitely a, it's a good moment. But again, great acting between both Jason and Molly and just, you know, so good to set it up. But that leads us into like, look, if we're going to make an argument for a fun scene to make it into the top five, let's just, you know, it's just fun. And like, again, who knows? We might just want to do something different. This scene, uh, Carlos in his apartment, 
We've got uh, Pina Colada playing on the radio, getting dressed, <laughs> putting on his weird shirt, um, singing along, the birds dancing. Uh, it's so good. And I just want to say that um, on that reunion, little mini reunion thing uh, that was uh, that Orkita sent to me, that um, yeah, they. I think I mentioned how uh, one of the fan questions they sent in was for uh, Skip Sardeth and Kobe Bell to sing "Bad Bad Bad Leroy Brown." Somebody then sent in a listener question for Anthony Rivera to sing "Pina Colada," which I think he did from memory too. So just so funny, um, you know, getting ready out for his model date, and then um, he's got a he's you know wants to see if the shirt looks good, so he goes to knock on Davis's door. Uh, and, you know, doesn't really knock, he just opens the door, um, to which he obviously sees him uh, in bed with Taylor. Doesn't notice it's Taylor straight away. But um, this is the reveal, the, oh, the big shocking reveal to Carlos, that Davis isn't gay. Uh, <laughs> that was a girl. Uh, like, so you're not? Nope, never have been. But your sergeant said, oh, and you believed him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you sure? I'm completely not. It's like, oh, dude, I was going to ask you if this outfit worked. It's like, right on, man. Uh, like, it's just... Oh, God. I love this scene. Like, seriously, I think we might need to make an argument for this to make our top five at the end of the season. Uh, it's too early to tell. But... I mean, it is too early, but I kind of think that, like, I mean, we, we, we fill yeah. up with serious big moments, which I think are, like, you know, like, obviously, like, Kind of, you're going to have in the conversation this season, like, ones that, you know, you'd argue are definitely going to be there is, like, you know, the the final moments of September 10th when they're reacting to, like, 9-11 and kind of, you know, there's there's one in about three yeah. episodes time, which I think has to be in there when it comes to Bosco. It's just so, such a powerful scene that I think just has to be in there. I would argue the Kim and Jimmy fight scene at the door has to be in there. But, like, you know, I think that this scene, like... I don't know, just bookmark this, remember this, because I feel that this scene is just fun, and we just don't get scenes like this really moving forward later on in this show. We kind of do, but not to this extent, if you know what I mean. So, I mean, between this and Carlos falling down the fire pole, uh, (laughs) I just, just, I, I don't know, anything to add on this scene, it's just so fucking good. Uh not really. I mean, I love I love seeing Carlos dancing. <laughs> He's like, I was gonna ask you if this shirt looked good, but all right. <laughs> I mean, not too much about it. I'm happy you enjoy it, though. I mean, it might be a top five. <laughs> I just feel I need to I need to argue for it. Uh, but anyway, so uh, kind of we've got the fun scene, but then we're gonna end it on a pretty serious note because uh, we've got Doc watching the videotape of the accident, and uh, we obviously see on the videotape that Ryan moved his hand before the collar was removed. So, uh-oh, Doc, you gone and fucked up, my friend. Um, basically, by him removing the collar, he's essentially paralyzed poor Ryan. So, um, yeah, and then it kind of ends, as I said, sort of at the beginning. It's a great sort of shot. They kind of zoom out of Doc's apartment and pan up to the roof and pan up to the city, fade to black credits. I mean, just such beautifully crafted episode, the way it kind of goes from the beginning to the end like that. Um, Just everything about this episode is good. It's got a great sort of like, you know, tense cop storyline with a good twist to it. Uh, You know, you've got just everybody who's in this episode shines. Like, 
you know, Davis and Sully kind of had the least to do, but even just kind of through just their little moments there, like Davis's reaction to, you know, Jared kind of profiling him. And then, you know, just Sully's kind of reaction of like, you know, about him being scared to kind of, of, you know, being happy. Then obviously with all the Bosco and Yoka stuff, the Carlos stuff is great. The Doc stuff. Kim's kind of, you know, got a great scene when she's talking there at the river about kind of not losing a job. Taylor, you know, she's kind of not really there a whole lot, but when she is kind of there with Davis at the beginning, it's great. I mean, it's kind of a shame that they don't have Jimmy in this episode to have him do something because, like, everybody who's in this episode is amazing. This might be the most complete episode to date, where everybody who's at least featured is amazing, even if they're only in a scene for like a short amount of time. So, yeah, this is this to me is a top ten episode of Third Watch. It might even be a top five episode. But uh, I mean, this, this is one, this yeah, is yeah. a great episode of Third Watch. It's one of the best ones. I mean, again, I mean, I was I was really shocked that it was this early. Like, I just it's crazy because again, like you said, like third the third season and the first season blur so much blur so much. Like you wouldn't. You kind of, it's kind of coming back, but this is like one of the top, definitely one of the top ten. I mean, definitely one of the top five episodes. It might, I don't know, maybe I'm going too far. Look, if I, if I'm like, right, I haven't kind of done my rankings yet, and I keep saying I will, but I'm going to. Um, at least at the time of this being released, I would have, but at the time of recording, I haven't. But if off the top of my head right now, if I was to kind of just have my top three episodes up until this point. Um. Yeah, it'd be it'd be after hours. Self importance of being Carlos and probably sex lies and videotape are number three. Um, you know, I mean, there's a few others that kind of might need to change with sex lies and videotape. You know, thinking about like exposing after hours is definitely a top one though for sure. Yeah, like I mean, exposing faith. You know, has potential to be there. Obviously, uh, run of the mill. You know, kind of like some of these ones that we've just talked about in terms of just how good they are. But yeah, just this episode, it just it just it's so good. And um, I'm so glad that kind of, you know, a couple episodes ago, I'm obviously talking about how we're really steering into some later season territory with our montages and cheesy lines and things like that. But um, yeah, this episode though, this is this is a definitely an episode that I feel it's kind of, you could show this to people to try and get them into third watch, you know, without sort of a whole lot of context needed, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, you'd argue uh, the sort of the Yokus being sick storyline, a bit of context in that. Um you know, the Davis and Taylor stuff, maybe. But, I mean, it's kind of... There's not a whole lot of context around that. It's no different to, like, if you show After Hours or the self-importance of being Carlos to people. Like, you don't really need a whole lot of context going into that to kind of not enjoy the episode, if that makes sense. No, no, I hear you. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we're obviously... Yeah, just we were both in the green. So, I guess kind of in our evil la review yeah. section, I, I think there's no question here. We're both buying this yeah. one, obviously, aren't we? Of course, there's no question about it. Of course, definitely buying it. Um, again, this is one of the best. Absolutely. Well, lock it in. It's done. We both bought it. Um, which then leads us into uh, next week, as we're so close to the halfway point of this. How are we already at the halfway point, basically, of season three? God, we just started this season, didn't we? Um, so next week, uh, we're talking transformed. Um, which look, it's it's a good episode. I'm not saying it's a bad episode, but it's not as good as this week. So I will say that. Um, we get a li- little bit around uh, Doc and uh, Ryan, of course. Um, we uh, basically have uh, Kim and Jimmy are back, and um, Jimmy does a bit of the Kramer versus Kramer and being distracted and having his kid 
hurt himself some way, um, which is kind of interesting. And we have a new firefighter. Yay. <laughs> Are we excited? Well, yay for you. <laughs> I don't think Taylor's, I don't think Taylor would agree with you. <laughs> I have a lot to say about Prescott. Look, I, we talked a little bit about this, about um, Stu with all the Zs or whatever his name is in season six, but like, Let's just... Uh, no, I'm not going to talk about it now. Let me go on my rant next episode. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's Transform. That'll be next week. Um, and, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Remember to like us on Facebook. S- subscribe on all the channels. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, leave us feedback. We'd appreciate that. Email us, theosnetwork at hotmail.com. Uh, our website, theosnetwork.net. Send us a message on Facebook. Do whatever you like. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, along the way and uh, again special thanks to everybody who keeps tuning in and enjoying these episodes we hope but until we next um, speak again my name is Ben and uh, one liked me but she was the ugly one yeah. <laughs> my name is Brittany and stay tuned for the next one thank you for listening to the Oz Network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at theoznetwork.net